G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around and here we are for another update on breaking news headlines as they come out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been looking at headlines overnight. Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with some uh, easing of restrictions around what's happening with coronavirus in the nation of Israel. El Al, the airline, to operate 60 cargo flights from Wuhan to European destinations. Uh, what's the story? The Israeli flagship carrier El Al will operate 60 humanitarian cargo flights from the Chinese city of Wuhan to several major European cities via Israel, the airline announced yesterday. El Al will initially operate 15 weekly cargo flights from Wuhan Tian International Airport to Israel's Ben Gurion Airport, followed by nine weekly flights to London, three to Paris and three to Frankfurt. The international airport in Wuhan reopened in early April after two months of closure, serving the Hubei province capital where the COVID-19 outbreak first originated. Flights will be carried out with LL's Dreamliner fleet, each carrying approximately 25 tonnes of humanitarian aid to assist the battle against the virus. On Sunday, the Tel Aviv District Labor Court approved the withdrawal by LL of 105 million shekels in surplus finances from worker pension funds as the Israeli airline battles to stay afloat amid the pandemic. Ron, there's all sorts of things happening so far as the Israeli government goes. Now a court case has cleared the way for the unity government to proceed. The Israeli chief justice says the fortress of justice will not fall if Benjamin Netanyahu is prime minister. Yeah, and I'd never say this is the end story with Israeli politics, but the High Court President, Esther Hayat, rebuked a lawyer for the petitioners over the fate of Prime Minister Netanyahu, saying that their arguments that the country's rule of law would collapse was misplaced populism. This is an inappropriate claim. This is populism. A party cannot claim here that if their position that Netanyahu must be fired from being Prime Minister due to his indictment is not accepted, that the whole fortress of the rule of law will fall, Hyatt said. A maximum 11-panel bench of the High Court of Justice held the first of two dramatic days of hearings on Sunday about whether Netanyahu can form the next government and whether other controversial aspects of the blue and white Likud coalition deal are constitutional. Primarily, it was a hard day for the petitioners trying to force out Benjamin Netanyahu. Well, the whole world is bracing as the economic crisis deepens. One of the headlines there in the Middle East, the Palestinian Authority fears a coming crisis with Palestinian banks. Yeah, the Palestinian Authority is showing great anxiety in response to a Palestinian media watch letter 
of April 2020 to Palestinian banks. PMW warned the banks that on May 9, a new Israeli law goes into effect and the banks will be violating Israel's criminal law should they host bank accounts in which terrorist prisoners or their designated representatives receive money from the Palestinian Authority. Numerous articles and news stories have appeared in the Palestinian Authority, as well as Arab media across the Middle East from Al-Akbar in Lebanon to Al Jazeera in Qatar, in addition to the many responses from the Palestinian Authority itself, reacting to the PMW's warning to the banks, and there's good reason for the Palestinian Authority to be panicking. Should the Palestinian banks heed PMW's warning and close the terrorist accounts, the pipeline through which the Palestinian Authority disseminates hundreds of millions of dollars to financially reward terrorist prisoners will be closed. Should the banks decide to ignore the warning, the Israeli government could seize the accounts and initiate criminal proceedings. It's a tightrope for them. It's so disturbing, isn't it, to, to know that that is going on. Hey, another disturbing thing, which doesn't usually, I guess, capture our imagination, but it's an interesting one. Iran cancels its annual anti-Israel rallies due to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, it's called Quds Day. Iran will ho- not hold its annual Quds Day rally, calling for Israel's annihilation this year because of the pandemic. The Islamic Republic's semi-official Tasnan State News Agency reported that General Ramizan Sharif, described as head of the Intifada, made the announcement at a press conference on Sunday. Sharif is typically referred to in Iranian state media reports as spokesman for the Revolutionary Guard. Despite the cancellations, however, Iran's Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei will make an address on May 22nd to Mark Quds Day and the head of the Hamas political bureau Ismail Haniyeh or another top terrorist ally will appear as a guest in Tehran. And Ron, this week the Messianic Bible teaching reminds us the idea of Messiah is not just a Christian belief but it's also very Jewish. Yeah, this really grabbed my attention because I've been teaching on this topic for about 20 years all over the world. When rabbis study Zechariah 12, verses 10 to 12, and realize that the Messiah must die, many of them were left baffled. They wondered, how could a triumphant Messiah, son of David, die? Some rabbis solved the dilemma by creating two messiahs. Messiah ben Yosef, according to rabbis, is the suffering redeemer that the Hebrew prophets often spoke of someone who would battle the enemies of Israel and prepare the way for their Messiah, Ben David. Ben David is expected to establish a utopia on earth known as the Messianic Kingdom and is referred to in Isaiah 2.4, uh, chapter 9, verses 1-7, to and 11, verses 6-9. to What makes this dilemma even more confusing is that the rabbis of the Second Temple period believed that Messiah ben David would be a warrior as well as uh, as in David and Goliath. A 20th century Jewish scholar put it this way, Under the charismatic leadership of the Second Messiah, Messiah ben David, the great wars will continue. God fights the battles of his Messiah and the ultimate victory 
comes to pass. So there you have it. Judaism declares two messiahs, Messiah ben Joseph and Messiah ben David, but Jesus is the Messiah, and he's the two of them summed up in one mighty saviour. Well, the Messiah and then the second coming of the Messiah. Maybe that's the way you work out how that difference is seen there, Ron. Uh, Powerful teaching. And uh, just to remind listeners, I think you mentioned Zechariah chapter 12, verses 10 to 12, to find that prophecy in the book of Zechariah. Uh, Just outstanding. Uh, Thank you so much, Ron, for delivering the headlines as you do on a Tuesday. Thanks for being with us once again on 2020. Stay safe, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.